Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West End podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my best pal in the whole of the West End world, James Jones. Uh, James, I mean... You are a good pal of mine away from West Ham, mate. Um, I just felt a little bit guilty for my two friends who I have known for about 25 years um, calling my best mate. They get a bit jealous. Uh, so I hope you don't mind the little caveat at the end. Uh, however, I'm delighted that you're here, regardless of your status and the level of friendship <laughs> in my life. Um, we come into it off on the back of um, a bad day for you and your uh, personal professional life um, not so uh, what I thought was a bad day for me until I spoke to you uh, a bit of an iffy result away at Tottenham Hotspur but Josie and this is what we're going to focus on on this week's podcast just for the sake of both of our moods if nothing else we come into it on the back of the best game an event I'm going to say the best sporting event the London Stadium has ever seen and yes I am including the Olympic Super Saturday and all of that garbage, because you cannot tell me that West Ham United 2, European Giants, Masters of the Europa League, Sevilla nil to win 2-1 on aggregate at an absolutely electric, rocking, bouncing, raucous London Stadium was not the greatest thing that's ever been held there, if actually the greatest thing that's ever been held in London. What an occasion... That was last Thursday, Jonesy, for me, you, everyone we went with and everyone else who attended the game who is of a West Ham persuasion. It was absolute cloud nine stuff. It's hard to put into words just how euphoric the feeling was and how happy it was. And just, I mean, well, obviously we're going to have to try and do that, mate, because otherwise it'd be a bit of a sham of a podcast, won't it? If we just say... 
Yeah, there aren't any words for it, everyone. Sorry, we'll see you next week. Um, yeah, how are you, mate? Um, and Sevilla, I mean, let's just talk about that. Who really cares about Tottenham? Yeah, I'm not really bothered about the Tottenham game, if I'm honest. Um, it's all about Thursday night, isn't it? Like, I still... I, as you literally just said, I'm still finding, trying to find the words to describe how good it is. Since then, a lot of people, particularly at work, have been going, oh, how was it on Thursday night? It looked really good on the TV. And you just find yourself going, oh, it was just incredible. But then that doesn't really do it justice. It doesn't do it justice at all. Like, no, and they're just, right. like, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it looked good. And I'm like, no, no, it was more than good. You don't, you yeah, genuinely yeah. don't understand. It, yeah, yeah. It was outrageously good. It was just literally the best thing I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely you do the, the best thing, mate. You do the and thing then, I do. But you yeah. just shudder in place yeah. of any appropriate words. You're just like, yeah, yeah. And, and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm really happy for you. And it's like, no, you still don't understand. Yeah, you're not happy you enough. Yeah, you need be to be happier. Happy. Yeah, it, it it really was just just glorious from mm. start to finish. The moment uh, we we decided to have a couple of beers outside the ground at the Heineken bar, mm. knew it would be busy, knew the atmosphere would be good. It was a little bit too busy for my liking. You could barely move. Mm. Um, but we managed to get some beers. Atmosphere out there was good. Um, I love the DJ at the top of that Heineken bar, by the way. He thinks he's David Getter. It's hilarious. I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> and it was just a really good atmosphere. And you kind of it, it was then where I was just like, something's going to happen tonight. Something special is going to happen tonight. I really, really feel it. And mm. we step foot pitched like sort of to our seats and you like in the light show and everyone's just absolutely rocking yeah. before the players had even cut literally come out the tunnel you just just felt like something special was going to happen and that's mm. exactly what happened it's, it's what it was it was special mm. and i've never been prouder if i'm honest mate no i mean i was and am still so happy because yeah. of it <laughs> i've just it was just yeah, it's just for the for the fact it's a first time as well. That obviously is a huge part of it. The fact it's also novel for us now. The fact the caliber of opposition were outstanding, and we'll get onto it. But the atmosphere was brilliant, man. I loved it so much. It just made me so happy. The whole thing, um, and those are the sort of things I often have this thing in my life. I look back on. You know, I sort of think, oh, well, how will I look back on this day, week, month when I, you know, if I'm on my deathbed or whatever. It sounds a bit morbid, but that's, you know what I mean? It sort of tries to, keeps me like on my toes and making difficult decisions if I have to and yeah. trying to enjoy my life as much as I can, right? And you look back at that and th- that will be, what, what, you know, when deathbed will, as I call him, if someone's <laughs> around me going, oh, what are the five best things like you did in your life or occasions or whatever? That, what that's got to be like rank number one. Certainly in the West Ham sphere, I've done lots of other cool things and haven't had any kids and all that sort of stuff. So my my bar might be somewhat lower of things that make me like unfathomably happy. But it was just amazing, wasn't it? And the thing that yeah. I, I was just going to mention then, Jonesy, we will get onto it, of course. The performance, it was honestly, I've never seen a West Ham team play like it. It was flawless to a man. Mm. No one put a foot wrong. And, and you know, I, oh, it really was. You, you see lots of flowery language come out. But that really was, I felt, two bodies, like the players and the fans, 
just feeding off each other. The energy in the place was amazing. And just when you thought, you know, because it was a high-intensity game from West Ham, high-pressing, on and off the ball, we were just lively and energetic. And you sort of thought, oh, just a bit nervous when we get to the hour mark. And even after half-time in the crowd, you thought, oh, uh, I hope the atmosphere keeps going after everyone sort of had a bit of time away from the beers or they had a couple of half-time, gone to get something to eat and feel a bit more relaxed or whatever. There was none of that. Like, no. sort of every time when you were worried it would lull, everyone, players or crowd, whoever went first, went again. And it was just... Oh, I, I think, just fabulous. I think that's one of the things that makes me happiest about Thursday is that we didn't just beat Sevilla. We beat Sevilla. We, mm. we literally... It wasn't like it was a smash and grab in extra time. We beat them. We beat mm. second in the league, Sevilla, six-time Europa League champion Sevilla, comfortably mm. on the night. Mm. Um, and you're right. It, it was... It, it, the, the fans just fed off the players. The players fed off the fans. There was a stage, probably even before we 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 Suchek had scored his header, mm. where I turned to my mate and went, "There's absolutely no way we're losing this. Just look at this place. Mm. There's just absolutely no way we're losing this." Um, even like uh, Ariola's save just lifts the crowd. Yeah. Even more. Yeah, that was huge, wasn't it? And it was such a massive save. And you just think, yeah, yeah this is absolutely... We just don't lose. This is a game that West Ham will not lose. Mm. We'll find a way. How rare is that feeling? I know. I know. But it, it's it's rare. And then for it to arrive on a night like it did and on an occasion like it did against opposition that we were up against just makes it just all the more glorious for me. Um, it, it won't be beaten, obviously, unless we do it in the next round. But... Um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, this... I think that's the thing because next round we, we won't know if we're through, will we? At exactly, home. yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's a different proposition, of course. But honestly, mate, I just and we we spoke about this before, haven't we? We've mentioned it a lot the past couple of weeks. There are different levels of football supporter. People will always say, "Oh no, everyone's the same. If you support your team, you support your team." Right? I don't buy that. And people no. come at me if you want. I'm not here for an argument. I'm just saying my opinion. Whatever. Um. Me and you are match-going fans, as I call them. With all our experience of supporting West Ham, the way we've done it has been to go to matches, yeah? Mm-hmm. Appreciate everyone can't do that for different reasons. I'm not digging anyone out or whatever who can't or for whatever reason it is. But I've sort of always gone. Uh, so if you, West Ham is one, is one of the foremost like formative things in my life that sort of dictates my behaviour, my mood, what I do, Um the sort of things I do, socialising, who I do them with, etc., etc. I know you're similar to me as well. So, because it's always meant so much to me, the club and and you know the experience and all that sort of stuff, just like it is for thousands of other people. I think because of the nature of what supporting West Ham has been in the twenty five years, twenty six years since my first game. Uh, and no doubt the same for you. And by that, the nature, I mean mediocre, mediocre crap on the football pitch yeah. with a sense of camaraderie and atmosphere and the identity of the club being the basically the best thing about the club for years with the fans and a couple of flair, excellent flair players that everyone loved and cult heroes. You know, you're, they're like the Canios, um, Carlos Tevez, Thomas Repka. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's all it's, it's players like that, isn't it? That and that was all West Ham was really a good a good fan base, good atmosphere, a lovely ground that everyone loved. Um, and and the odd good player would pass through every now and then. So I think to be involved in an occasion like that, and exactly what you said, and for the fans to do their bit as they have always done, but even to not exceed expectations because I knew the fan base had it in them. But to to put in a ten out of ten performance of their own, like to a to a man and woman and child in that place, honestly, I love it. I mean, it was like the Ipswich game in the playoffs, which mm. that other famous one, where and I remember just seeing people of like seventy five, up and clapping and doing we are West, are West Ham are massive and twirling scarves around their head. And normally they're people I sit around every week anyway. Normally they're not like that if it's Brighton at home or whatever. Obviously, mm. um. So all the fans did their part, but then for the team to do it as well, while the whole of Europe is watching, fans from across Europe, that was the tie of the round, wouldn't it? Would have been mm. watching that game. And I just thought, well, it do- I, don't, I don't know how it can get better than this. I don't know how it can get better than this because this is it right here. You've, you've summed it up in that, you know, that's nights like that don't happen to West Ham. No. They haven't happened to West Ham in our lifetime. You, you no. mentioned the, the, the playoff semi against Ipswich, and you know mm. that's probably the closest we've got to a night like that. Yeah, well, um, atmosphere-wise, for sure. Atmosphere-wise, yeah. um, it just doesn't happen to West Ham United Football Club. Like no. that's not, just not what. Yeah, it was what we were promised. That's for other teams. Is it? It's for other teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was what we were promised when we went into that stadium. And I, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot since since that night. In that, that's exactly what we were told we were going to be getting mm. maybe even above and beyond what we were told we were getting in terms of just sheer emotion, euphoria, mm. success, everyone pulling together. And yeah, okay. It's taken six years for us to, to get there, but um, that's, that's what it's like. And, and the, that's what we should be looking be about to go right. Every single season. We need not. Oh, like for sure, mate. We, for we need sure. Like that. We've had a taste of it. It's addictive for a start. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, that um, is true. And, you know, you just look at it and go, I, I, I now, I can't bear the thought of us not being in Europe again next season because of that night on Thursday. I'd had it in my mind, okay, there's a possibility that you know we might not qualify for Europe next year because players are knackered. But then that was before Thursday. And now after Thursday, I'm like, we, we have to be in some kind of European competition next year because... Oh, mate. We, that can't be Definitely. that can't Sorry. that can't be the absolute pinnacle of West Ham United. We need to build on that. That's a night yeah. everyone associated with football club, from the fans all the way up to the top board level, should be looking at that night and going, "That's West. That's what West Ham United need to be from now on. That's the future. Yeah, we need this every single season. I'm not saying we should be going and winning, you know, winning trophies, Euro- European trophies every season, but that's the level for me." That's the level. And, yeah, like, it's really given us a taster of what, what I think we can hope to expect in in the, the coming years, particularly under David Moyes, but hopefully beyond that as well. Um, and as I said, it's just so addictive. I just want more of it. I want to do more of it. I want, I want, I'm gutted I'm not going to, to the, the quarterfinal, uh, the home leg. Yeah. The home leg. Um, Mate, huge news from Will Pugh and James Jones this last week. Yeah. We'll get on to that in a minute. But we'll Leon, here that. we come, baby. Yeah, we're going to Leon. But, 
I'm missing the home, the first leg, the home leg, because I'll be in Dubai. I'm gutted about that. You see us go through, though, mate. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. But just after after last Thursday, I want it to be in every every home game. But obviously, the dates mm. haven't fallen right for me. But as I said, just everything about it makes me just made me, and I'm sure every single West Ham fan in the world just go need more of that now. Want more of it? Inject more of it into me because it's just incredibly addictive and incredibly fun. Um, yeah. So right, they're, they're the words we were looking for at the beginning, I think. Yeah, addictive. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if you could, if you could bottle that, Jonesy, if you could oh. bottle that feeling up and and sell it. I mean, that is a, that's a bit of an old. I feel like a bit of a James Jones there because that is a proper cliche, that isn't it? But if you could it's like true, bottle that up and right. sell it, you'd you'd make a fortune. Where it would be a class A drug, wouldn't it? Yeah, because 100%. that feeling cannot be replicated. Absolutely not. Like just definitely, definitely not. Even now mm. talking about it, mate, which is what I'm so glad about. And I remember having these feelings a couple of times before, but I'm just so glad that the feeling has like stayed with me and it will for ages. And like, honestly, mm. and I know Tottenham fans are larking about going, ah, oh, um, what's our first saying? I don't care about Sunday. I went on Sunday. It was a working capacity. Uh, but before, I really just didn't have the energy again. I was just like, I had a feeling we were going to lose. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 and we lost to Tottenham away. And that's the most important game of my season every year is Tottenham. And if I could pick one we could win, I'd pick Tottenham away every single season. I'd pick that mm. to win away at Tottenham. And I just, I, you know, I was bothered. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. It's a bit annoying, especially when it's 3 1, 2 1. I'd been like, oh, okay because they were be- just better than us. We were worn out. But I was like, if this is the price to pay for what happened on Thursday, happy days, take my money, All take the long. points, whatever. All day long, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just think, I, 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 it's funny because someone mentioned the other day um, about the Europa Conference League next season, and it feels so hypocritical of me, and I, I'm a little bit surprised that it's actually happened. <laughs> But I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We're very much a Europa League team these days. <laughs> like, that is beneath us. <laughs> Have no doubt about it that I'm Europa. I'm a different I'm... view, but yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you really? Yeah, I just, I think that, yeah, Europa League's been incredible this season. Mira um, can get in the sea, mate. No chance. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I've, I've, it's been incredible this season and like beyond all expectations for me. Mm. And I'm sure everyone else. But I, I still don't think... We we can turn our noses up at the Conference League. I don't think we're that level yet. Um, <laughs> no, but I am. Oh, I know you already. are. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that you know, right, just as long as we're in a European competition of some kind, I don't think the, the Conference League is as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Um, like there's the group be... stages sounded pretty nafas, but like you know, Leicester playing Ren or whatever, that'd be quality, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, Roma are still in it. Um, Tottenham would be in it <laughs> if they could <laughs> probably play some of their group stages. Um, like it's not a bad competition. You'll get some big clubs in there, um, and yeah, you know, I'm not going to turn my nose up. I don't think we're at that level yet. But obviously, you'd much prefer the Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone's new favourite competition. But yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna 
got someone else. Fair enough, that. mate. Well, look, Jonesy, uh, this is a bit thinking on the spot here and a conversation we perhaps should have had before we hit record on the podcast. But um, it's a little bit of a shorter show this week. Uh, no games coming up because we've got the international break next week. And we should just let everyone know now that we're going to have a week off next week. Jonesy, you're in Dubai, aren't you? I'm Dubai week after next the week after next, sorry, sorry. Um, I'm on holiday next week. I'm going to be um, shoop shooping down the mountains in uh, La Plan in France. I'm flying into Lyon Airport, actually. There's going to be a couple of visits to uh, Lyon Airport in the space of a few short weeks. Uh, I don't know which, well, I do know which one I'm more excited for, actually. Um, I love skiing a lot. But uh, going to see West 70 Road for League quarterfinal is far more exciting. Uh, yeah, so next week. Josie, you've got some bits on as well, haven't you? So we don't do it often. We haven't done it for a while. Uh, yeah, but we are going to have a week off because it's just proving a little bit too difficult to get something together. So I hope that's all right. Uh, and yeah, falls on an international break as well, which is is handy on that front because not loads to look forward to or back on. No Betway charity bets and all that sort of thing. Uh, Josie, what do you think then about just rather than being too structured like we normally do, we'll just kind of roll it all into one um this evening we've got no stuff to put in Might as well. well live a little way yeah. eh? live a little yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like. I will, oh, exactly yolo. <laughs> i will remind everyone as i always do um yolos it's, it's like i like the phrase but i think i mean you certainly more so than me but even i'm getting to that age now where it's just not really that appropriate anymore it i just did, I did think to weird. myself blind i'm 33 years old i've just said yolo <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly that mate exactly um well look a little bit of housekeeping as always uh follow us on twitter at we are underscore west ham please we're on instagram at we are west ham pod facebook search we are west ham podcast do the same on youtube where you'll find our channel uh subscribers are growing quite nicely over there jones you understand jones you do a brilliant job with all the video content um, that comes off the back of this podcast. And you can email us as well at wearewestampod at gmail.com. Links to all the ways you can follow us and contact We Are West Ham are included in the description to this pod. Uh, loads of you been getting in touch recently, which has been nice. Uh, Robin Punter um, got involved in the week, Jonesy. And uh, last message I'd got from Robin, um, well, I think we read one of his messages out again, uh, but he got involved to <laughs> to say um, uh, he was listening to a certain podcast, which I actually think was this one. Um, and on a previous, a recent episode, just before that severe home game, he heard one of the hosts suggest that, um, quite sarcastically, Andre Yarmolenko is not the answer, uh, <laughs> and we're not going to beat. Um, is not the answer to beating Sevilla at home in the Europa League. Uh, Robin got in touch at we are underscore West Ham on Twitter. Um, directly with me, actually, at William Pugh underscore, um, and said, um, funny, Will, because, um, yeah, there was someone on a podcast I listened to recently saying Yarmolenko's not the answer. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Fortunately, I remembered it was at by James Jones on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, do feel free. Uh, thoughts on that, actually, Jonesy? Your I statement mean, and then Robin's absolutely outstanding Twitter engagement. I, I know I appreciate Robin for, for digging me out there. I probably did deserve it. Um, but I don't think many people can blame me for kind of just, just toning it down a little bit on the Yamanenko front going, yeah, okay, he was superb coming off the bench and get, you know, scoring against Villa. But let's, let's not expect too much of him too soon. Um, 
but yeah, what a man. Yeah, what a man. What an absolute, what an absolute hero. Um, yeah, so get in touch with us on uh, social media if you can. That's good. And don't forget, you can buy us a beer and support the podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Um, loads of you have done that already, and we really appreciate you. you can donate from as little as a fiver each. And as we always say, the money goes straight to me and Jonesy. Uh, and it either goes in the coffers, um, which will be used on beers uh, or equipment uh, to, or guest fees to make the podcast better. I'm delighted to say that this time around, actually, we have dipped into our uh, the We Are West Ham podcast coffers to fund uh, a couple of flights to, uh, to and from Leon for me and Jonesy. We'll be doing, as I was doing out in Seville, uh, we'll do some opposition views, some content from in and around the stadium, in and around the city. And that sort of thing. We'll do a podcast while we're out there as well, which will go up. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to those of you who've done that already at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Uh, that is being put to very good use uh, late or next month. That'll be for that um, away quarterfinal uh, at Leon Jonesy. Then um, we're not going to do a what's coming up on the show. Uh, the Sevilla game, we'll do, we'll, do, we'll do it in a sort of chronological order we'll start with severe so we've gone over the the atmosphere and all that sort of thing um what was it's hard really isn't it because everything was so perfect what like the standouts from you is there any players in particular you notice any things that happened you remember or just little stories you want to recount about the game you know when you look back what are the the things that stand out what do you think of what do you you know what would you like to do all over again uh, or just well, the whole thing from beginning to end. Obviously, yeah, that. But I think the the big standout performance for me was was Antonio. I thought he was he was absolutely superb on the night. Um, assisted the 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 first goal for Suchek, but then if you watch the goal back, played such an important role in the second uh, and holding the ball up, causing a few problems, sucking a few defenders in, and then allowing Lanzini to get the ball out wide for to four nows and. I just thought for for the whole 118, 19 minutes that he was on the pitch, I thought he was just absolutely superb. Cause yeah. Seville all sorts of bother yeah. um, in defence, and you know he's had he's come under a lot of criticism, and obviously Moyes digged him out after the Spurs game. Um, but I thought he really, really showed that actually he can be a very, very effective and important striker for us, even if he's not getting in, getting on the score sheet. Um, it's just I think. His fitness levels and tiredness is probably stopping him from being, that being a little bit more consistent. Mm. But he turned up when he mattered most. Um, I think he needs a lot of credit for that. Um, and then the other one is obviously, as I've already mentioned, the 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 save from Carriola. Yeah. Um, just game changing for me. If they score there, does the stadium go a little bit flat? We'll never know. Mm. Do we? Do fans sort of get a little bit tense? Does that change the? Uh, I honestly, whole... mate, I don't think it would have. And it's it easy probably, to say now. I genuinely done. think the way it was going, I yeah. don't think it would have, but, would it? Yeah, but I think at that moment, you kind of you wonder, like in the moment, I remember thinking, "Quite had gone in, mm. like that might, yeah, we yeah, might yeah. have been in trouble." Um, thankfully, away goals don't count, but it, it would have made it a lot harder for us. But mm. so, for me, that was game changing. Um, and Zuma was just. Absolutely sensational! Like he was everywhere. Mm. He headed. He, I don't think. Don't think Dawson headed one ball. It was just Dawson just winning everything. Zuma, uh, yeah. sorry, Zuma winning everything. And yeah, but every single player was good. Every single player was class. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah. I mean, me and my mates are having a, a, a debate after. 
I I would put that in probably as typical say number one because you don't remember every single performance ever. Gladly, thankfully, but um, that's got to be up there in terms of best performance, particularly in my lifetime. But when was the last time you can remember just a performance like that? Forget the forget the atmosphere that went with it, but the performance. But I, I honestly think, mate, you can't really talk it's about it. To really quantify the stage. It, no, it? yeah, because I, I honestly, I mean, we've had some good performances of beating big teams. You know, played really well against City in the League Cup earlier this season. But I, I just think the, and yeah, we'll, fans will no doubt be able to think of of good performances. You know, when we've beaten teams four or five nil. But I think you you can't discount how good Sevilla are. We saw That's it what, in the away leg. They've got some outstanding players. And we just went toe to toe with a brilliant football team and came out on the right side. And I think with the, because of the stage, we were one down for. I I think all of that you have to factor all that in, mm. and yeah, you're totally right. And even when we think back to those big occasions, right, the last game at Upton Park was obviously that was similar, wasn't it? As in, we performed so well, we conceded goals, two goals in that game. You know, that was uh, symbiotic, like, uh, what's it called? The crowd and the players in unison. And the Ipswich game before that, the 2006 Cup final was good, but we lost. Uh, the playoff finals that we've won have been scrappy 1-0s, haven't been flawless performances, but we've won the game, so great. Um, so, no, I mean, the, the last season, the last, sorry, game up to Park was great. We conceded twice and it was a bit up and down. It was an entertaining fixture and it was great when we won it but that severe game was flawless flawless mm. like you barely even remember like one or two sloppy passes mm. uh, it just every decision minor and major like minor and macro no what was i saying uh, micro and macro that's it yeah <laughs> um yeah the big and small decisions were spot on all of them like bar you, you, it's one of those. It just seemed like a ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent efficiency game on both sides of the ball, and people go, "Ah, oh, you know, Sevilla had nothing. They, they, they were stopped. That, that was against us. That we won the. It wasn't one of those games where Sevilla did not lose that game. West Ham United went out and won it, mm. hands down. They had a couple of half chances, and yeah, Ariola, that save. I didn't realize. I knew it was good at the time. I saw the replay afterwards. Wow. All right. That was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so, no, Jonesy, honestly, as performance-wise, when you take everything into consideration, which you can't help but consider, then, no, flawless. Absolutely flawless. Woo! You gotta go to the city. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, uh, if I can find that, I don't know if we'll get sued for copyright or whatever. I might... Um, that might be the little interject, and instead of come on you irons in the uh, intervals this week, I might just get George Michael flawless up there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just I, I I can't really mate. I can't think of a better a better performance because there was just no room for it to be better. We didn't concede. The goalie played well. Every, I tweeted after the game. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a, a big boy personal best viral one. Uh, not bad in the end. About six hundred and. Yeah, 626, so um, not too bad. As I said, not sure I've seen such a flawless West Ham performance. Flawless, woo uh, A potent mix of instinct, skill, desire, work rate, confidence, and a clear plan. 
massive hats off to Moisey as well. Obviously, the players had to go out and execute, which they did perfectly. But Moisey dictated that, picked that game out and played it to perfection. But every player was at least a 9 out of 10, all on the back of the most phenomenal atmosphere London Stadium's ever seen. Amazing stuff. We had one bloke, everyone else saying, you know, totally agree. Can't think of a player who didn't do their job. That was from Ian, Paul Colesill. I knew we had a great chance when Rice started working the crowd. Um, that night showed where we need to be. Uh, Billy, did it. Billy didn't make a change to the 85th minute either. Severe just couldn't cope. Um, and But one bloke, uh, Brooker, at Hammer underscore Brooker on uh, Twitter, um, said, not sure I'd give Antonio a nine, but everyone else definitely. Jeff Longhurst, who we've had on the show before, Kate Longhurst's dad um, from the West Ham women, he got involved. He said, what Antonio superb, pulling the defence away to create space did so much for the team. And that's what I had to chip in with as well. It was a just, you know, he, he lately hasn't been very good at all and everyone's agreed on that. But you really had to watch him. Cause it, I, and I wrote, I tweeted back, nothing headline grabbing, but if you really watched him, it was best game for months. But that was wrong. There was headline grabbing. He set up Suchek for the goal. It was his cross. Um, and he was, like you said, he got like a pre-assist or whatever in the build-up to mm. uh, the winner. So, he yeah, caused them all sorts of problems. It was one of the better of an excellent bunch, wasn't he? Yeah. And one man, Jonesy, I've just got to say, it was it was a different way of him playing to what we used to. But you'd be hard-pressed to show me a better game Manuel Lanzini has had in a West Ham shirt. He mm. was phenomenal. He was everywhere, doing everything. He was sly tackling people, for God's sake. The bloke <laughs> hasn't tackled anyone for like five years. And he's running back in his own half, pulling off slide tackles. It just on the ball, he was dictating everything. It was like the Manuel Lanzini we all thought we were going to see being one of the leading attacking midfield players in the world. And I honestly just think, mate, if you were severe after that, you sitting in the change room and go, well, what else? What, what do we do? How do you beat that? How do you beat those players playing that style to perfection in that atmosphere? You don't win those games of football. I think I think the, the, the press in Seville have, have said something like that as well. I saw uh, someone published a quote from a um, Spanish newspaper based in Seville that basically went, yeah, fair play to West Ham and their mm. fans for that night. There was just, We were beaten by a very, very, very good side, but also just a an atmosphere that is just unrivaled. Mm. Like you just don't beat that. Um, mm. So he, even the, the Spanish journalists and the severe press were just like, hands up. Yeah. yeah. Nothing we can do about that. I think one of my favourite ones I heard, mate, um, was a Seville fan at the airport on the way back was quoted as saying that that's the best away. He said, I've been to Galatasaray away, which was at the time beyond anything I've ever seen. And he said that was better than that. And, you know, I'd, I've always thought, you know, to get Galatasaray away, I'd love to go to a game in Turkey. Um, some of the atmospheres there are, are phenomenal. And to read that, I just thought, well, yeah, because it won't get better than that, will it? And and I think no. it's it's fair to say, you know, all right, may, maybe at Tottenham. I don't know if we've necessarily seen it yet that they've had a game of that um, like magnitude at that stadium uh, where... Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's slightly at West Ham and, and Spurs. Yeah, people go giving them credit, but I think the the tourist to actual fan ratio 
at West Ham and at Tottenham. I'm not saying there's no tourists, but the tourist to fan ratio is more favourable, isn't it, than say an Arsenal or a Manchester United? Yeah. Yeah, or a Liverpool. Um, so, and with that, you get a more raucous atmosphere. That the other night was packed out with West Ham United fans, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, there was a seat to be had. And and I just think with with that, you, you can't really... That, that is going to be unrivaled because of the size of it, isn't it? Because of the size of the stadium. When you pack it out with actual fans, which doesn't happen at other stadiums of similar sizes in the country, especially the way West Ham fans have always been, that is a unique thing you're going to get, isn't it? It's not going to happen all the time. Of course not. People go, oh, well, we like that for Watford at home. Because it's flipping Watford at home. That's why. That's the exact reason why. It's not your hope for mm. getting into a European quarterfinal. Um, yeah, I just think it's unique. And the way it went off was you, you couldn't have, well, if you'd written it, that's how you'd write it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it did feel as well that there were more people in the ground than, than should have been. You but- think? I, I, it was weird because where where I am at the edge, edge of my aisle, uh, edge of our row, mm. on the stairs, that normally you get people that kind of end up sort of seeping out onto the stairwell during the game, particularly if you know, we're playing well and got lots of chances, and everyone's kind of like on edge a little bit. But mm. you know, turning round, and I wish I got a picture of it because literally the whole of the stairwell was just packed. Oh really? Absolutely <laughs> packed. So I had to fight my way through to go to the toilet midway through the second half. Yeah, I literally couldn't couldn't get up the steps. I had to literally yeah. push people out of the way. Um, and I was like, "Where will these people come from? Like, it's a sellout <laughs> crowd. Where where were their seats? Like, where, yeah. where are their seats?" Um, and whether it was because people like, from up the top, maybe people from the top, top, see, maybe. Closer, maybe I don't know, but but yeah, you're right. You know, you've really got sixty thousand actual proper West Ham fans in there. Yeah. And 60,000 in, that wasn't one of those which they normally do and say, oh, yeah, there's 59,000 in today. And, like, it's, you know, whoever, you know, Bournemouth at home in the past couple of years where you can clearly see 10,000 season ticket holders who've just gone, nah, it's freezing cold. Like, I don't fancy watching this one all draw on a Sunday lunchtime or whatever. Mm. There wasn't a ticket to be had, was there? It was a rare occasion where, you know, I've got, I'm on a West Ham group chat with people who you know, don't go all the time. They'll pick up a spare if anyone's got one and they'll go to five or six home games a season, fine. Uh, and you had people on that group going, anyone know of any any spares anywhere? And you could just get a sense, couldn't you, that all the tickets, like very much like the last game at Upton Park, if there was a ticket to be had, it was had and attended and someone went to the game and there was a bum on a seat. And mm. that's, that's rarely happened, is it? It was a club record, um, home home ground, wasn't it? Home, right. Um, now, home talk, talk to me about this, Jonesy, because unless I'm very, very much mistaken, all right, the, the Sevilla fans didn't pack out the away end, and James, who we had on last week, saying they'd sold 2,000. Yeah, I, I, I was telling my mates, I, was, I told all my mates about that, and they were like, yeah. all right, cool. Got in there, it was like 900 of them. No, no. looking at yeah, my yeah. mates, were looking at me like, you're talking about, I was like, no, the geese told me. <laughs> Works for Seville. Yeah. 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 So, um, but the away end looked exactly the same size as it always looks. So I don't know where these... It was because I was expecting when that announcement came out, I was expecting there to be the... like I was expecting the away fans to be in the bottom tier and then the top tier to be West Ham as well or vice versa or whatever. But the away end was just blocked out, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not too sure how they worked it out, but I think 
felt like a porky to me. Was, maybe, but you know, I think it was fifty nine thousand one hundred West Ham fans, which is mm. uh, a a record West Ham home attendance for home right. supporters. Um, or there or thereabouts. Right. Maybe they were the uh, one thing I did think was maybe they were allowed to, you know, like right at the back where they normally have all the black netting and all that. Maybe because they knew there were only 900 Seville fans going that they were allowed to open more of those areas up, perhaps. Maybe and take some of the black netting away because the safety certificate just says you're allowed X amount of fans in the ground. Maybe because yeah. they knew that bottom bit was going to be closed, that they were allowed to remove some of the netting and get more Hammers fans in. Not I'm sure you, you wouldn't make such a big song and dance out of it unless it wasn't true. But look, phenomenal stuff, mate. We're 40 minutes in, um, all on that severe. I could just talk about it forever, mate. It was just one of the best nights of my life. It was just phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, the yeah, Manuel Azzini I've mentioned there. Everyone else, pretty brilliant. Um, I don't think there was any other standouts. Oh, funny story, mate, just to sign off on. Uh, so I went for a beer after the game um, and normally go into Tap East, just in Westfield. Nice, easy to get in there. I don't want to publicise that, actually, because it is hardly anyone knows about it or goes there. So I don't really want people to start hearing um, and taking all my spots in the queue after the game. But that was closed. So went around to the bat and ball. Wouldn't normally do that, um, but thought, whatever, it's the only place open. Uh, got in there, had a two or three pints and that chucked out about 12 o'clock and I learned the hard way that evening despite having lived in Stratford for a year previously um, that the Jubilee line as I'm moseying through the station to get on the Jubilee line the announcer comes over and says oh the the last Jubilee train westbound is leaving in one minute at like quarter past 12 I was like what the hell is that all about Um, yeah no cabs no Ubers anywhere to be seen that's Ubers have absolutely fallen off a cliff as well. Um, Black Cabs wanted about 300 quid to take me back home or whatever it was. Um, yeah, City Mapper was telling me it was going to take me to like three in the morning. So I ended up sleeping on my mate's floor in Mile End just because I uh, wanted to keep the party going. But uh, yeah, what a night it was. Caps off a good night, that, didn't it, mate? You know, exactly. you know you've had a good night when you end up on your mate's floor. Exactly. <laughs> Right, Jonesy, then, looking forward, uh, the draw was made the next morning. It almost didn't feel like enough time to soak it all in and be like, you know, just keep on dwelling on it a bit. Because it's like, oh, blimey, next up. Um, I was there sitting on Skyscanner, got us our flights. Thanks to all the guys, um, you know, all of you guys listening, really. Um, We've used some of the money from the the podcast coffers, be that donations um, at buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam, which lots of you guys have kindly uh, chipped into that fund before. But some of the, um, you know, not loads, but get a few quid. Having done this for a couple of years now from some of the adverts and stuff we put in. Don't charge any of you lot. But, um, yeah, obviously you'll have heard some of the sponsors as we've had in our time as well so you know me and james still working and doing full-time jobs this is definitely not a uh, it's definitely not a retirement fund for either of us but um yeah a few hundred quid that we got sitting in there it was brilliant to be able to uh, put that towards flights to leon so just want to say thanks to all you guys for listening if you haven't chipped in at the buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham just listening and downloading it uh, get a few quid from the adverts and the sponsors as well so thanks to you guys if you're involved in that. Um, Jonesy, Leon, when the draw was made, what was your thoughts beforehand? What did you think when it came out? Um, and what do you think now, especially as we're actually going to the away leg, which I am fizzing about? 
Yeah, I think I think it's a good draw. I think again, I think we probably got the pick of the pick of the draw. Um, no, big club in France. I was I really wanted Braga. Yeah, um, yeah, or even that's... Rangers really. Um, but those two sides just fancy, fancy beat them. Leave that one out, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Leon's still, still a good draw. It's an exciting one. Um, you know, they're what tenth in Liga, I think. So they're not oh, having. I forgot, best... I forgot how good your pronunciation of Liga was. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I say yeah. League One, you'd think I've oh, we'll promoted. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're mid-table in France. So they're not having the best of season. You expect them to be doing a little bit better, which means that you know lots riding on them this year to to do what to try and win the Europa League to get into Europe next year because I don't think mm. they're looking unlike they're qualifying their league. So, but they're beatable. They're they're more than beatable, and I think you know we've already not severe out. Um, there's absolutely no reason why we can't do the same to Leon. Uh, but it's the semi-final one, that semi-final draw, which is particularly mm. tasty, mate. Um, because it's it. I don't know how knows. I feel about it though. Everyone, knows. I'm glad that we could potentially be playing Barcelona before the final. That because because it means we'll be able really. To, it's because we'll be able to watch West Ham United at the New Camp. Fair in, in a meaningful competition. Well, it might mean that. Can you it might just do not jinx it? Get ahead of yourself there, mate. But when I saw that, I was like, actually, at first I was like, oh, that probably means we're not going to win this competition now. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, actually, no, no, no. Like, if we beat Leon, it means that we're going to the new camp. Mate. Literally, the, <laughs> like, literally the mecca. Can you imagine? It's the mecca of football for, for many, many football fans. And we could be going there in May. So what, to watch West Ham in the European semi-final? In the European semi-final. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? So hopefully we get there. We've still got to beat Leon first, obviously. Yeah, that's the thing, mate. I do um, not want to get caught into that trap. But yeah, if, if we if we do beat Leon, that's what's waiting for us. Obviously, mm. they've got to beat Frankfurt. Um, and if I'm honest, I don't really fancy taking on Frankfurt after what happened in Seville. Um, no. It's not yeah, going to be nice for the fans, I, was I don't think. very pleased that we didn't get drawn against them, yeah. Um, but if we're going to win this Europa League, then you know, it's, we, the chances are we might have to play them. But it, yeah, you yeah. Know, it is what it is. But um, I was quite happy with the draw. Um, and I'm very, very much looking forward to making the trip over to Lyon yeah. midway through April um, yeah. with you, mate, and just having a jolly good time and... Yeah, and, um, it's going to be a bit just... of an intense one, though, isn't it? Because I'd obviously made Sevilla like a mini little holiday and did four nights. Um, this one, all a bit much, bit of a quicker turnaround. Fly out Thursday morning, fly back first thing Friday morning. Uh, it's going to be quite intense, not much room for rest or sleep, um, but an enjoyable one nonetheless. Yeah, I was, I'm, a li- I'm, I'm as apprehensive about it as I am excited, I think. No, I think it'd be good, mate. Be good. We'll just make the most of it. You got it, wouldn't you? Um, and I'm definitely going to because this will be my first Europa League yeah. away trip this season. True, mate. So, because um, obviously we'll have a week been, in Barcelona, been... though, sure, if we get through. Oh, definitely. <laughs> just like do two, a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll do a month and then we'll yeah. just travel down to Se- Seville for the final. Yeah, yeah. 
Amazing, mate. Amazing. So, I will obviously we'll do an opposition view beforehand as far as Leon goes. Um, Tongo and Dembele is probably the most well-known player. Moussa Dembele up front. Um, former Celtic goal scorer Lucas Paqueta in midfield. Um, Hussein Mawa, decent player. I mean, they've got some players in there, mate, really, haven't they? But, uh, you know, I, if we can beat, after you beat Seville, mate, over two legs, I just... I know it's different because we were away second this time, um, which obviously played a huge part in what happened last time. But the atmosphere is going to be great at London Stadium again, isn't it? Um, yeah. And hopefully we've got enough. But 60,000-odd seats at Leon as well. It's exciting times. Exciting times indeed. Jonesy, right, look, um, 46 minutes in, uh, and we've finally shut up about uh, Sevilla in the Europa League. Um, Tottenham. I Honestly, mate, honestly, I was at the game and it just felt meh. Like from before the game, it was a bit grey. It was Sunday, like late on Sunday, and I hate that slot anyway. Tottenham were just good, really, frankly. Hugman Son and Harry Kane. And that Dijan Kulichevsky, mate, is yeah. blinding. What a little player, um, yeah. yeah, he's a really, really good player. Uh, and honestly, and I just think we were we were tired, we were worn out especially towards the end. They came at us quickly. The five at the back didn't work. Arthur Masuaku hasn't got it anymore. I love King Arthur as much as anyone. He's just not good enough anymore. Um, yeah, the five at the back didn't work, trying to match up against them. And those three players, like I said, Kane, Son and uh, Kulisevsky were, were really good. And we'd, we barely even deserved our goal, really. It was a bit of sort of a, out of nowhere. Um, yeah, we deserve to lose the game, and like I said already, the price if that's the price to pay for the for what happened Thursday, then yeah, take it, take the points, take my money, take whatever. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I mean, it's weird because like the first five, six minutes we were knocking the ball about, and I thought this, this might go a little bit differently than I, than I thought, but they're so good on the counter attack, and they Spurs, um, yeah. And you know, when you've got Son and his pace, and he's so clinical. Harry Kane was really um, good as well. Harry, it annoys me how good Harry Kane is as a central midfielder, let alone a striker. Yeah, like, he's, yeah, he's that's so, just dropping deep. He's just he's so good at dropping what deep. What are you doing? Um, like, it just annoys me. So, mate, just pick one and play yeah. play that role. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just um, like score or set them, or just score. Actually, just go yeah. up and be a centre forward. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were very good, and I think I said last week as well that uh, they're only. The only defender of theirs that I rate is Romero. Mm. And he had Antonio on toast off for mm. all afternoon. He was just like, Antonio had no chance against him. Just getting, got bullied by him. Um, but that Ben Senker in the middle did all right. I think he was yeah. quite good. But we were tired and he knew it was going to happen. But we, I don't think we were even just tired physically, mentally as well. Because they're taking so much out of those players emotionally mm. on Thursday that they were just absolutely shot. Yeah, absolutely shot, and you can't really blame. Okay, Moyes shouldn't have really gone for gone for the back five. Um, yeah. A lot of people questioned it when the team was announced. This isn't a uh, leave four hours out. He wasn't dropped. He was rested. Like the guys played forty-two games this season. Like, yeah, who was? Uh, were like, people actually saying that? I saw your tweet. Yeah, but I hadn't seen. I saw. I was flicking through, and I was flicking through, and I was going, "Oh, he's dropped four hours. Dropped four hours. What's four hours done?" It's like, come on, have a he's word. Played, he hasn't he's dropped Thursday. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's played forty. He's played more games than anyone else. 
Um, the closest behind him is Bowen, who's been injured for a, what yeah. kind of, sort of a month probably. Um, give him give him a bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not surprised he went for Masuaku. Someone was like, oh, why why wouldn't put Chriswell there? So Chriswell's not a wing back, hence why he's not playing wing back. Yeah, I know, mate. But... Um, so yeah. That it was a wrong decision on the day, but oh, mate, I'd have put sooner put Kevin Nolan there. Yeah, it is what it is. The way I see it is that David Moyes is he's earned, he's got credit in the bank for for making silly like sort of tactical hmm. mistakes like that. Um, yeah, okay, it's against our rivals and you you want to beat them, but hmm. as you quite rightly said. If Thursday night's the price to pay for that, then then happy days. It is what mm. it is. We were never beating them, never beating them. Um, so yeah, we move on. It does make top four a lot more difficult. It makes top six a lot more difficult. Listen, listen, mate. Top four. Um, was top never four's really gone. A thing, was top it? Four's it was gone. never really a thing. Let's be honest. But I think it, it makes top six a little bit a little bit more difficult, um, particularly with Wolves on our. Uh, just got to win the Europa, mate. And yeah, we've got the sounds fall. That sounds fallacy. And yeah, I, I genuinely think the top six could still be on. There's going to be lots of like well, we've still got to play Arsenal for the end we? of the season. Yeah, of course we have. Yeah, still got to play Arsenal. Um, our running is quite difficult. I think we still got to play Chelsea, Arsenal, yeah, City. Got, I think. That's what I'm saying, mate. Just but go hell bent the Europa. It's doable, um, and there's no reason why we still can't do both. Like, but I why would you not at this stage now? Honestly. Yeah. Why would you not prioritise that? Like we've yeah, proven we, we can cut the mustard against Leon or whatever. To get a game against Barcelona will be the biggest game. Well, well, it will be the biggest game since I've been alive. That will usurp the cup final in 2006. Yeah. The European semi-final over two legs against Barca. Um, biggest game in my lifetime. I would venture to suggest maybe not my dad's and cup winners cups and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Now, all right. You've, and if we come eighth, we come eighth and we've had Seville and we beat Leon and you end up playing Barcelona, who the hell's remembering where we came this season? Absolutely. And yeah. we've, and we've had made a good fist of it. Done all right in the cups. Yeah. I think honestly, you, mate. I think you've got to go for it purely because I, I do think we'll finish in the top seven. Which will which will mean we'll be in Europe next season one way or another. Um, so you've got to go for the Europa League. Hmm. It is a no-brainer. We've just got to go for it. And what happens in the league? What happens in the league? It is what it is. You know. I think this season has now become Europa League or bust, really. And um, that's the way it should be. I mean, as we said right at the beginning, it's what it's what we've been prom- been promised for so long. Yeah, just go yeah, for yeah. it. Now we've got this far. We've got further than I think any of us really expected us to get. This what, in the from. Europa, you mean? I think so, yeah. I think so. I think I think when that draw was made, I think because we've managed to get through such a European giant, it just but, feels like an achievement, whatever happens. Yeah, and I mean, when at the end of last season, it's like Europa League next year, and then you, know, you get people going, oh, imagine if we went on and won it. Imagine if we went on and won it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, mm. and then the the group group stage is made, and one of my mates, like, I mean, I still remember it now. He was like, "We're going to win this. We're going to win the competition. We're going to win it." And everyone was like, "Oh, shut up!" Yeah, like, ain't got, ain't got a clue, mate. You're talking rubbish. Um, that's why I think no one really people joked about it. People laughed about it. People thought, "Yeah, imagine if we did this." And now we're suddenly in the quarterfinals, and it's like, "Hang on, we 
weren't expecting this. So let's go for it. Let's have, let's have, let's have a good crack. And if we don't... Mate, and if we get to the semi-final of the flipping yeah. Europa League and play Barcelona... Well, yeah, I mean, that would be quite funny, wouldn't it? No, no, luck. We'll yeah. end up getting Eintracht Frankfurt, getting beaten and beaten up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think, and this is what I said to my brother, I was like, if we go to Lyon and we lose that game and we go out of the Europa League, mm. I will still walk away from that ground that day with just such immense pride for what yeah. the club has achieved this season. And Good I will time. stand there and I will applaud every single one of those players and I will applaud, yeah. that, applaud that manager. Yeah. Because, and then we'll go out until our seven AM flight. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll still be clapping on that flight home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the journey they've taken us on has been been outstanding, and you know, obviously, I hope it doesn't end in Leon. But if it does, I'll still be the proudest man. On, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Yeah, the journey has been uh, one of pride, isn't it? So, look, Josie, then on on the Tottenham game. Um, is there anything else that stood out for you, really? I thought Ben Rama's goal was good. Uh, good oh, finish. the Betway charity bets, Jonesy. I know we haven't got any to look forward to, uh, but I was flipping close, actually. You 18 to close. 1, mine was. Uh, West, uh, both teams to score, sorry. Side Ben Rama to score any time, and Declan Rice to have a shot on target. Um, yeah, I mean, we barely had any shots on target, did we, other than Ben Rama's goal? Uh, I was glad I had that bit. Looking like it might come in. I was hoping for Declan to ping one in from from miles away but um yeah unfortunately no cigar yeah um i had over two and over ten and a half corners over two and a half goals both of those came in but manny lanzini mm. hauled off in the end yeah. absolutely shattered when he bless him yeah um, reese bayless Reese had over two and a half a penalty to be awarded and west down to have over five and a half corners i can't remember how many corners we had we did have a few mm. Might have just been under that, so um, yeah, nothing. Yeah, oh well, mate. Oh well, never mind. Um, yeah, anything else in about the Spurs game? I thought Ben Rama was okay. Nice for him to get a goal. Probably positive, a little bit isolated towards the end. I thought Zuma was terrible. Easily his worst game in a West Ham shirt. I mean, he was unlucky with the goals, really. You yeah. know, people yeah. were slagging him or whatever. But the first one, he tries to block. Sun misses it, he hits him on the knee, and that's just well unlucky that he loops in like that. Even the second one, you know, if that hits him a bit fuller on the leg, it balloons over the bar or it cannons out. I think he's just been really unlucky both times. And it, but it did look like it affected him then afterwards, didn't it? Because he looked a bit out of sorts. He did look out of sorts. Um, obviously, Tottenham fans, have you believe it's because they're booing him all game? Um, mm. oh, like, yeah, all, all 20 of them. Yeah, and it's just like, well, he's been booed for the last, what, month and it hasn't really affected him, so... No. Um, yeah, they're um, saying as if it was like the loudest boos he's ever heard. It was like, really, wasn't no, no. no, the loudest were Watford when we played them less than 24 hours after the news broke. Yeah, yeah, And everyone yeah. was still actually outraged by it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like, the third goal was just Sunday League stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, that was annoying, that, though. Yeah, when he they, they both go they for both it. Both for the header style. Come on, boys. Like, yeah, they've clearly both just shouted mine at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah he yeah. just has to land to Son. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, feel like it's a bit of misfortune. But it's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I mean... The 3-1, I genuinely thought flattered them. It, I think it did. I think it did. They had a couple of other clear-cut chances. It was good that mm. Kane couldn't score. Um... The, mate, the big thing that really, 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 really annoyed me 
There's mm. some just cheating, blatant cheating. <laughs> I, I tweeted about it and I had a load of people kicking off. I, had a, I was just... It was funny. I must admit, your Twitter thing was the best part of that day. I can't remember who it was. And I, I'm sorry, I probably won't be able to find it amongst all my notifications. So whoever right. did tweet me, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. But just like, I can literally picture you just like shit, like shuddering with anger, like I was on the podcast last time after the transfer window. Right. Um, and I was, I was literally like, how dare he? Like, the ball's touched your leg, mate. Why are you going? You're 29 years old for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, what are you doing trying to get a player sent off for that? Which, um, um which and then would... Reg- Regulon runs over and tries, yeah, to, tries to have a pop at Zoom. It's like, mate, you couldn't fight your way out of a paper bag. I don't know what you're having a pop at Zoom for. Johnson getting all up in his face was good. Yeah. Though, yeah. It's like, it was the whole thing was just a little bit weird and like it just annoyed me that everyone talks about Son being the nicest man in football. So mm. if he was, then he wouldn't be trying to get other players sent off by feigning a ball hitting his leg and hurting him. It like, was like strong Rivaldo vibes, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's like he, he, he hit his leg, he turned around, looked at the referee and then fell over as if like, oh, look, Ref, look what happened. Mm. Like, Grow up, mate. Like, that sort of thing annoys me. I hate cheats. Genuinely hate cheats. Yeah. And a couple of yeah, people, yeah, yeah. a couple of Spurs fans tweeted me and went, oh, what about Yomalenko's dive against Kidderminster? And I was like... Also well, bad. Also bad, but he hasn't yeah. tried to get a player sent off in that situation. He hasn't tried to, like, deliberately get a player sent off. Yeah, Case mm. tried to win a penalty and he, he failed and he got booked for it, I think, as well. Um, also very bad. But when you feigning injury he because of it properly though sonny did he he was just like yeah. he was just like looked and he didn't even have the heart he just knew it was a complete fallacy but, yeah it just um, annoyed me that thing just really yeah. really frustrated me and, but as often happens mate on west Ham defeat days uh it was a pretty gloomy day all around i was just like walking away from the ground like that i wasn't up for it before it went as I thought it was going to. Yeah. I'm glad I'm leaving. Um, and yeah, flicking onto Twitter and <laughs> seeing seeing a load of tweets from you, put a smile on my face as usual, um, which was good stuff. Uh, Jonesy, the West Ham women. Um, it feels at the moment, mate, like we're getting to the end of a podcast. Um, and you know, like when you're at work and you know you're going on holiday for a couple of weeks and like that last, if you just want to need to get through to the end of it. But like we're a bit like this with the podcast at the moment. Obviously, love doing it uh, every single week. But it's been a lot the last few weeks, and it's been a few months. Been a bit, bit difficult, um, mainly because of me starting a new job. Schedule's been a bit annoying or whatever. Both looking forward to a week off next week. I think um, you're not actually on holiday, are you? Next are you on week. Holiday next next week. No, no. But I've got a lot lot of work on. See, some away the following week, so it's um, yeah, pretty busy. Makes sense. Fine. Um, yeah, and it's just like getting to the end of it, a little bit of a bit of a new format this week. Just the one long winded conversation. Uh, the West Ham women, Jonesy, talking of uh, cup success as we have been. Lisa Evans, her strike on 32 minutes saw West Ham United through to the semi-finals of the FA Cup. Uh, with a one-nil win away at Ipswich Town, probably a little bit closer. Um than we were hoping and expecting, mate. But uh, gone through, been drawn at home to Manchester City in the uh, in the following round on the 17th of April. That one's going to be. And frankly, mate, I think as Arsenal and Chelsea meet 
um, in the other semi, I think that's about as good as it could have gone for the girls. 100%. Um, it's good that it won't be a, a, an Arsenal-Chelsea final again this year. It tends to, mm. it seems, just seems like it's always those two in the final. Yeah. Um, but we've beaten C already this season. Yeah. Um, they're not they're not as good as they people were expecting them to be this year. Uh, they I think they're fourth or fifth in the WSL, so they're only just above us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a winnable game, and it's at home. So you know, I think you're right. It's, it is as good as it gets, and I think I think we can we've got a massive chance here to get to Wembley. Huge opportunity. Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. Yeah, well played, uh, Oli Hardo again. Seems to be saying that a lot the, this season, which is enjoyable. Um, yeah, I think cup competition, who cares about the result? Genuine, genuine chance to get into the final. How exciting would that be, mate? Uh, yeah, so congratulations to the girls there. Um, nice little favourable draw. The draw about as good as it possibly could have been. You've avoided Arsenal and Chelsea and got the home leg. So, yeah, if you'd have picked it, you'd have picked that, wouldn't you? Which is brilliant stuff. Indeed, Josie, that's it. For this week, a little bit shorter, a little bit of a different format. Um, week off for both of us next week, so there won't be a podcast. Uh, actually, sorry, I'll take that back. There might be a podcast. It won't be a normal format. Um, I'm hoping to have at least one, maybe two interviews, but there'll be no uh, sort of anything other than, you know, there'll be no reaction or anything like that. Uh, it will literally just be um, at least one, maybe two standalone interviews. So I hope to get something out for you, but you won't hear from me and Jonesy in the usual fashion. Uh, hope you don't mind. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get something out for you one way or the other. Jonesy, a um, bit of housekeeping before we go. Just a reminder, as usual, that you can follow us on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham. Our personal ones, if you fancy getting onto those as well, I'm at William Pugh underscore Jonesy is at by James Jones. Follow us over there as well. And the podcast one, Instagram, where we are West Ham pod. Facebook, just search we are West Ham podcast. Do the same on YouTube to find our channel. You can email us at wearewestampod at gmail.com. If you like the links to all the ways you can follow us and contact the podcast are included in the description below and you can buy us a beer and support the podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam with some of that money. Uh, is going towards mine and Jonesy's trip to Lyon, just on the flights um, to and from France. For that away, Europa League quarterfinal next month, which is exciting times indeed. So thanks to those of you who donated already. You can donate more than once for as little as £5 each time. So if you fancy chipping in for the Lyon beer fund uh, for me and James, you can do that over there. Buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam. Thanks for listening. This week, a bit of a different format. We hope you don't mind the fact that we spent uh, about three quarters of this podcast chatting about a game that happened last Thursday. That wave of happiness that I've been riding on since that game doesn't look like breaking anytime soon, which is an absolutely superb feeling. If you'd spoken to me, James, or if you listened to the podcast for a long time, which lots of you have, there's been so many glum gloomy horrible times where you couldn't see the light for the dark gray clouds but at the moment whatever happens this season after Thursday night for me frankly it will be considered a success and how exciting it is that anything from now on is really just considered a bonus what another two occasions we've got coming up 
Leon home and away with the potential of a European semi-final against either Eintracht Frankfurt or, and drink this in, Barcelona home and away. It's unfathomable. It certainly would have been at the beginning of the season, but I'm pretty sure you can hear from what me and James are saying. And from most of the West Ham fans I've spoke to since that game on Thursday, this is the sort of stage where we really feel like we belong. What the fans did, if you were at London Stadium last Thursday, hats off to you, well done. You should be so proud of yourself. If you weren't managed to get there, I'm sure you were watching from afar. What an occasion it was. What a time to be a West Ham fan. I've said that plenty of times this season, but I don't honestly, honestly think, even like James said, if we go out against Leon, so be it. What an occasion that was. And hopefully we'll see plenty more of those in the next few years as we're hopefully at the beginning of a new era for West Ham United Football Club. Jonesy, it's brilliant stuff indeed. I feel like I've gone a bit early then. I should have saved that for the final roundup because I haven't got any final thoughts from you. But um, good show this week. Uh, I shall miss you next week, no doubt. Um, and the following week, you'll be in Dubai. Yeah. What a conundrum, mate. I know, I know. What a time to be alive. Um, both yeah. personally and uh, West Hamley. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I'm sure I'll be able to catch the... I think I missed two games while I'm out there. Um, but yeah, should be should be jolly good fun. Yeah, uh, I love the sun. Whereas you like going skiing, that's not mm. not me, not for me. That no, uh, a bit I, too I, chilly. I, I prefer a bit of sun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Been Final before, thoughts, so then, mate. Final thoughts it, but... on the show. Oh, on I mean, the... I don't... Well, it's only Thursday. Who cares about Tottenham, mate? We're bigger than oh, that. Yeah, now. I don't. I've already forgotten about that. Um, They're not even a European team. Exactly. Yeah, just let him win, didn't we? Felt so yeah. for him. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what how how what more to add to what we've already said across the podcast. Mm. Um, just a wonderful occasion, a wonderful night. Just want more of it now. As I said, mm. just desperately want more of it. Hopefully, we get it again against Leon in the next round. But if we don't. Just can't make sure that we have more of it next year and the year after that and the year after that. This has got to be West Ham now. This has got to yeah. be us every year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. The new and improved West Ham United Football Club. Fingers crossed. Jared Bowen's injury, by the way, looks like it might keep him out for a little bit longer than planned. Declan Rice is off with England in line to make his 28th Three Lions appearance, looking to add to his two goals he's already got uh, as the mainstay of uh, Gareth Southgate's Holding midfield, um, yeah, that's about it, really. Ultimately, I'm not going to drag it out. I've already used some salubrious, flowery language, um, forgetting that I still haven't asked James for his final thoughts. Follow us where you can. Thank you for your support. Thanks for listening, as always. I hope you've enjoyed, well, I hope you enjoyed certainly the last few weeks of watching West Ham and listening to the podcast as much as we've enjoyed being there, watching it and doing it. Um, yeah, nice and simple message, really. West Ham are in the quarterfinals of a European competition and doing all right in the league. We are massive everywhere we go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Up the hammers. And we'll see you in two weeks. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast.
Social Podcast Network.